Hi listeners, uh, this is our ninth podcast and today is obviously uh, special because um, it's the 11th of the 11th and it's also my birthday, hooray! I was going to tell them that but never mind. Well, it's not in the script. <laughs> so we're going to interview a very famous person in Newport on tape. And that's Betty Martin. She runs the Rio here, which is a fantastic community centre for the local people. And also we're going to talk about bipolar. And then we're just going to chill and have fun. I don't know, just play with Lucas Jack probably. So, so we're going to have a wee pause at 11am to remember those... That's uh, fought for us in both First and Second World Wars. So please don't turn off your podcast. We will be back after the two-minute silence. Yes, we will be back. Black Terminator, we will be back.
Give me a copy of the questions, but never mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, so good. Sorry, the answers is that uh, no fair. <laughs> so, so, so uh, here we are with Betty Martin, and she uh, you run the Rio, don't you? Yes, as a chairperson, chairperson, chairperson. chairperson. Yeah. So, how long have you been involved with the Rio, and how did it start, Betty? I've been involved with the Rio for 34 years. I moved up here 36 years ago when I got a job in the granary as warden of the sheltered housing in the high street. So I came up here with four children and a husband wow. and um, started as a warden there and then had to get somewhere for the kids because I came to the mining village, so there was always something to do. Uh -huh. And there was always a community centre and found the Rio, came up here and thought, oh, my goody aunt, because it, was, it wasn't run like a community centre. It was just run with people not paying to hire and just coming in. And Oh, it was, it was quite shocking. I actually got quite a shock. Um, so I came, decided they were looking for committee members. So at that time, they had put leaflets through the doors. So I came and decided that I would um, come on the committee for a year okay. to see how it went. And I'm still here, <laughs> four years later. <laughs> I'm still here. I've not been a chairperson all that time. I've been a chairperson for 25 years. Wow. <laughs> and the treasurer, he's been the treasurer for 30 odd years as long myself. So it's a good, um, we got the, we got all the books sorted out. We got everything sorted out so that we could run as a company. And what people didn't realise, if they came on the committee of the Rio at that time, that they were liable for the Rio's debt. Well, because yeah. it wasn't a limited company or anything like that, so they were liable for the Rio's debt. So we had to put the new rules and regulations in, and we got Oscar involved, and we got everything finalised and sorted out. So now it's all legal and above board, you know. So it's great. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Has the restrictions affected the community as a whole with COVID nineteen? Uh, has it also had any effects on the, on yourself? Yeah. Well, it affects it affected the Rio badly because we had to close. We managed to stay open for a week after the lockdown because we had the, we had the learning centre. So we managed to get open for a week and then we had to close everything down. But in June, I managed to get in touch with the Scottish office and arranged for to get a pop-up shop into the Rio because I was worried about people's mental health and things like that and no getting out and, and it began to be unlocked a wee bit. So we got permission to open at the end of June for, for one day a week to begin with on the Thursday and that worked really well. We had all the, It took me weeks and weeks to get the rules and regulations in place. But once we got that done, it was brilliant and we've never looked back. We now, um, we've, we've, I went on to Marketplace to sell the stuff because we have a thrift shop. 
So to, the stuff was still coming in, mm -hmm. but where the heck were we going to sell it? So because the thrift shop can't open, so uh, we had to. Uh, I learned to do marketplace, which has been amazing. I have to say, marketplace on Facebook have been amazing. I've now got a gold medal for being such a good seller. <laughs> so I am pierced <laughs> chuffed for myself. I've never had a gold medal in my life, so now I've got a gold medal. So you should. Be. So yes. so so because we're selling on marketplace, and it's been interesting meeting different people in marketplace as well, and we've opened new doors for people coming into the Rio and we're dealing at the moment we're dealing a lot with mental health it really is quite shocking we've got two new volunteers in due to um, older well folk in their 40s and 50s losing their job yeah. during this lockdown and have nothing to do and taken to their beds men it's been men that we've had really? coming in yeah. and it's, it's been really shocking I, I can't believe how this has affected men in that age group um, and I did and I, I've known one of the men lots and lots of years and he had a had big high power job and he's lost it and now you wouldn't know it to look up but he, he got put on depressants and things like that well that's no help that's no help but since he's came to work with us he's off his antidepressants and he's absolutely brilliant so um, he seems to be coming back and his wife was another day and she brought us flowers to say how great he is and he's getting up and he's making a cup of tea where he was before and it's all so mental health for everybody and yeah. the elderly in the area who used to pop in they can't get a cup of tea in that yet because were not allowed and they still can't use the toilets but I mean otherwise they're coming in they're having a blather and they're going out again and we're getting feedback from families saying how great that is and of course we've got nappies we've been giving out nappies we've been giving out sanitary wear we're giving out bread and, and veg today and things like that that all comes from Marquis but you've got to you've got to find that out so yeah. when Marquis offered um, and Aldi's offered for the boy to come and pick up and deliver it we, we said Jess would take it but my husband and I deliver um, five bags of, of, of uh, bread and things to local men who wouldn't ask for it they need it and they wouldn't ask for it so we deliver to the house before the stuff comes in here to get given out and then it shouldn't it just be for people on benefits at the moment this is where it's all wrong it shouldn't just be for people on benefits of food bank it should be for everybody because that's what will help people's mental health yeah. to be able to come in and even get a half loaf you've no idea what a half loaf of bread and people come back the next week going that bread was brilliant and the toast Betty and you you, you can't believe how that's helping people's mental health. I know yeah, it sounds yeah. silly, it and a roll no. or a cake or something like that, it but this, this only given to people on benefits is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's totally and absolutely wrong at totally the moment. Agree. I mean, I know I, I'm mouthing a bit, but it is totally you. wrong. We need to have give it to anybody that comes in through the doors. And just if we can help people's mental health and their loneliness, because it's loneliness that's going to kill people. Yeah. nothing else but loneliness yeah. and if we can help with that and keep to the rules and do the way we're doing I think we're giving 100% to the community I think the real yeah. is actually I come here every day hard. it's open just to get out the house that's right and that's what for most people are health. doing that's I'm what here most... for a couple hours it's not like I just pop no, in and get no. what I need. and I'm... then Lucas is running about the floor you yeah. know because he can do that on his own when, you, when you're coming into that but we can't open under age. fives at the moment that's because right. we can't have the adults in with the kids we can open the dancing because the kids come in on their own mm -hmm. and we can open the taekwondo because the kids come in on their own but we can't open under fives which is we can open five onwards if we get 
somebody into the bubble to do that. Yeah. But we can't open for the under fives. And the mums. Not allowed. And the mums are pulling their hairs out. They're pulling their hairs out. That's their social. That's right. And we're trying because we have a, a big under fives group. It's got like 25 members in the group so and all they burn so where are they going and what are they doing and they're, they're finding it difficult and we can't run the holiday clubs we can't do anything like that which is sad at the moment and what about your mental health oh my mental health fine yeah. Oh, my mental I think I. This I, is just normal for this me. This is normal. Uh-huh. This is normal. Because um, uh, I've got four children, 11 grandchildren, and four great grandchildren, my mental health sort of hell anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I mean, if you think about it that way, I mean, I've, you know, uh, I always put it down to um, my dad, who was a shop steward in, uh, in Cowdenbeath. And he was a shop steward. And he always said, if you can't do good, don't do anything. And that's what he always said. And I always think that's what we should do. Yeah. yeah if you can't do good, don't do anything at all. Just go away. Just don't come and offer any. Just don't do I it. think that's great advice. Yeah, it's great yeah. advice. And he, right. he did that. He used to say that all the time. Uh-huh. My dad, I could see him standing there when he was talking as a shop steward. And he would always say that. And it's funny when you bring things back into your own life. Yeah. You know, yeah. It is, it's funny. I've just written that quote down, by the way. That is yeah. such a good quote. Mm. I'm going to use it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to come out with loads of quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used mind. to come out with loads. Of, I, and but you think, oh, for God's sake, you know, when you're younger, you're going, yeah, oh, really. And then when you bring them into your own life, it's funny. Yeah, because yeah. my granny would say things like, "Oh shit, bum, bag of fart," and things uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Why? <laughs> oh, you know. Mind the village at swearing all the time. That was a sick language. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when you go back down, when we go back down to Cowden Beat and that, and people are swearing all the time, I go, that's weird. And I think, what are you talking about, Betty? But you had to, I had to change to come up here because this is a totally different environment. Mm, um, coming from a mining village to a place up here um, was totally different way of living because it's, it's, there's money up here. Um, there's not not everybody's got money, but there's more money than there is in a mining village. And I was dealing, I was doing community education down there, so there's a massive difference between doing community education in Bollingerie yeah. and Cross Hill and Glen Craig than there is doing up here. Yeah, because you know? me and Kathleen, we lived in a mining village called Ormiston. Oh, yeah. In yeah, yeah. And when a neighbour, neighbour other word was F. Oh, yes. Yeah. My brother's like that. Aye. My brother's dreadful. <laughs> I mean, I'll see him, George. George, you're swearing. But Betty, I always swear. I came, but it's really, it's awful. Right. It, it really, it sounds like, do you swear? I never, you never swear in front of me. You've never sworn in front of me. I do a lot of swearing, but I'm also very... Who you respectful. swear in front of? Yes. Oh, my brother couldn't care. He just swears. <laughs> no. It's because it's a second language. And also, you know. I tell you, it's a second language to autistic children as well. Mm-hmm. Because they, they struggle to process things Aye. in their head. Mm-hmm. So if, if they're having an argument with you and they can't think of the words, you swear. it's the F and C words. Yes. Yeah. And teenagers do that as well. Teenagers do that. And I mean, that's nothing to do with autism. Teenagers do it. You've got both. Yes. I've got both. Yes. I, mean, I mean, for years, when I went to the, to the football, you know, mm-hmm. I was F and blind at oh, wrestling. But once I had my son with me, I was Oh, like, no, you can't. And you know why? <laughs> Right. You know, it does. It, but swearing's not say not used so much now, especially not this side. My daughter used to find me. So Steph and I would go to dens, mm-hmm. right? And I'd be effing and blinding and what have you. And every time I swore, it cost me 10 pence. Steph used to come out of dens loaded. Loaded, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, I'm going to ask another question, if I may. Do you know how 
do, do you know how much of a positive role model you are for this community and for women in general in the village? Not really, no. No? Oh, gosh, no. I don't know. No. You're inspirational. I Becky. just think I just get on with it. I just do it. And that's it. No. You know? No. Tell her. No. <laughs> you are the I village. just think everybody's just... Everybody in the village knows you. You oh, are the yeah, village. I, I just think that's quite normal. Cause when I was Betty in... and the Rio is the village. <laughs> yeah. And we have so much respect. I mean, you're honestly... You're always cheerful. You always you're always got a smile. An inspiration yeah. to. I think it's just it's just me though, but that's me. So I do see that as being inspirational, or or uh, that's just me. I mean, take I've, the compliment. Available. <laughs> I will actually because it's really nice and it's quite shocking <laughs> here because I didn't expect that. You know, I didn't. Oh. I didn't see myself as that. I just see myself no. as Betty, who no. just is Betty. You know, and I mean, of course, I've got my care business as well, which which involves, which is very hard sometimes. You know, it's very difficult sometimes, yes. especially through the lockdown. It's been really hard. I've had to do two palliative cares through the lockdown, and that uh, was absolutely horrendous because palliative care on its own is bad enough, but doing it through lockdown has been horrible. It really has been horrible. Yeah. But I got through it. Families got through it, and we all got through it. But yeah. I usually, when I'm doing palliative care, I'll do one, and then about six months, eight months later, then I'll do another one. But this time I've had to do two in the middle of a, a pandemic, which is, oh, it's just been awful, really, to be honest. That played with my mental health. Mentally exhausting. That that, that yeah. played with my mental health terrible because, um, I just, I, you know, it was just it was too much. That played with my mental health. But otherwise, um, nothing like that ever does play with it because I I have turn off points like the Rio is my turn off to my work. You know, when I when I'm working, I'm I'm see I've got to be serious and I've got a lot of things to do. And when I'm working, I'm working. But when I come into the Rio, the young people and like yourselves coming in and yapping, that's my way of getting out of looking and looking after people. So it's if I can give to them anything, it doesn't matter what it is, like a half loaf or something like that. That's that's how I feel. Yeah, you you know what I mean. I put my uniform on and I am a completely different person. And all my issues, my troubles. They're left. The uniform right. goes yes. on. Yeah, that's right. Once and I this, become this is on the now because I didn't have time you know. to take it off today <laughs> uh, to put on my, my usual tops that I wear. But um, no, uh, the Rio does help in that respect. So the Rio helps me as much as I help the Rio. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it that way, even though I do loads and loads for it and I, and I do loads for it, but I mean, it's interesting and, it's, and it keeps you busy. And also... You're learning something new every day. Of course you are. And yeah. as you get older, you have to learn more, believe me, <laughs> or you just go backwards and yeah. you just turn old and you don't want to be turning old. Nobody wants to be turning old. I, I don't believe what age I am, so I have to, you know, I have to think, oh, my God, am I that age? How am I that age? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. And uh, it's when I see other people that are my age and I think, my God, I could be like that. And then I think, oh, I'm not belong to him that age. And I think, right, stop. So you have to stop yourself. But I never, I never feel my age. Neither does my husband actually. And he doesn't look his age. Right? So I yeah. think, I think that's what it is. You just don't feel your age, and yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I mean, what are the future plans for the Rio? Because I'm in that film, Schemers. They, they filmed here, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you got credit at the end. Ah, uh, that's right. We've got credit at the end, which was really good. Aye, it was brilliant. Uh, that was funny. That, that filming was absolutely yeah. hilarious. Coming up here and seeing, seeing the, the boy that was uh, had the stooky on his leg and the stooky on his arm, he was standing at the door having a cigarette with the stooky sitting at the side. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought, for God's 
God. And then, and then, of course, but the funniest thing about that filming was when the the, the uh, shop was empty on the corner, right? That's right, yeah. Some somebody put in the window sex shop. <laughs> And of course, they blamed it on the filming. So they said, they said Brilliant. that was because people were coming up here and they were filming and they're going to put a sex shop in there because you let that name in the film. And of course, I didn't know nothing about it. And I'm thinking, well, what did they say? And they stopped me in the high street, the, the older folk, and they said, well, you better go up there, better get that sort of do. Wait, well, what is it? I said, I've got nothing to do with that shop. You said, that film, they're filming that, that scheme up there. And, you, you know, and that's what's in Dundee, all these sex shops. I went, I've not seen a sex shop in Dundee. They went, well, you need to go and have a look, but I went, I've not gone and have a look. That's ridiculous. But it was because the men that oh. were in there, they were doing the windows, and they thought they'd light on for fun. But they didn't realise that someone was filming at the same time. <laughs> Priceless. Well, the boy from the firm went, he says, by God, baby, they all folk in the area. I went, what's that? He says, I've got abuse like hell. He says, and they're in areas. <laughs> <laughs> but we were laughing. He oh, thought but... it was funny as well. But oh. we had to get the boys to come back and take off the window. <laughs> Sexual folk and chocolate. In Newport. <laughs> I mean, it was really funny. It was really funny. And I didn't kind of didn't realise and, oh, and, and treat yeah. it as fun. But they didn't realise, and it was just all hell. It was so I, I you know, and during that pandemic and the COVID nineteen, it was. I think it was a really good. Aye, yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was, was good. Wasn't it, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just funny. So it brightened up a lot of life. Aye. Do you have like the next like five years, like a plan, a vision for? We the, have, we have. A, I have a vision for the Rio all the time. Right. So I didn't do it. But when we're having the meetings, you know, because um, we have the management meetings and there's always bits of us that I do a lot of fundraising and a lot of filling up the forums for grants and things like that. So I have a plan for, like, the holiday clubs. I have a plan for what's going to happen. Sure. Like, if we need a new boiler, I've got a plan for that. If we need... So so we've got a building um, group and we have a, an events coordinator who's... He does, like, say, mind... Um, Errol Slick and that, or here in the band, yeah. Glenn Matlock, Aye. he deals with all that. Simon Rankin, mm -hmm. that's um, he does that Newport, the Newport thing. Simon does that. Um, Newport, what is it called again? Um, you can the funny videos he makes yeah. in Newport. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Simon's yeah. on the management committee here. He's our events yeah. coordinator. Yeah. He does yeah. he does Glenn Matlock and things like that. He gets oh, wow. all them to come here, and that's brilliant. We didn't make much money off it, but no. it doesn't matter. No. It's getting the people into the building, and that was great. And Glenn Matlock was so funny uh, the first time he came, and then the second time he came, he came as his cell, just playing his guitar. And he was absolutely brilliant. But the first time he came, the Pilates were still on. And he had to wait to get in. Well, he had all his entourage with this last year, their suits are his arm and everything. I went, What are you doing? She went, Why well, am I'm, I'm, I'm here to I says, You'll hate to go up the stairs and you the Pilates are on. She went, Oh, she says, the Pilates are on. I went, yeah, the Pilates are on. Well, he was on Radio Scotland. And he said, I was playing in the Rio Centre in Newport recently and I had to wait. He I, says, I because the Pilates are yeah. on. Did you hear it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I he says, brilliant. and I was just waiting on them coming out with a bingo next. He said, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny on that Radio yeah. Scotland. It was yeah. really funny it on was, it. Because uh, he was on Radio T as well saying they right. played at the, the Rio. But he, but he was giggling. He thought it was really funny. Mm. And uh, But Errol Slick was great. That, he's a great guitarist. He is. Oh, yeah. and I mean, I'm no into guitars. There's, I, I can't see him just doing nose in it and paying my ticket to come in. But, he, you know, that's the type of things that, that Simon's doing. So that's great because it's keeping us up in touch. And Matt, he's our young 
um, person on the committee. He does a youth advisor group. So he's doing things with the youth advisor group at the moment, and they've just done the Parliament week for the, the first the seventh, all on Zoom they've had to do it. So he's dealing with that at the moment. He plays basketball for the Scottish team. Oh, he's yeah. playing in America at the moment, so he's having to talk to the the he's having to talk to the youth advisor group for America here, and they're trying to talk to him. And today the the Parliament thing, so I think it's gonna be a disaster. But <laughs> I'm looking. <no kidding. laughs> that's his job, and if you can't Disney do it right, that's yes. his. But he's only he's only twenty. One, he built the. He was on the committee that built the skateboard park. Oh, because eh? oh. I was on the committee that I opened the, the skateboard park. That mm. was fun. That was a fun. That's been a great investment. Oh, in you but the, you know they 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 laddies they laddies raised all that money. They it did, was didn't amazing, they? and it was a damn shame because by the time they the time they got to it, they, they were. You know, it was built and the, yeah. they had a wee shot of it and then they all went to university. Uh, so yeah, they like didn't and so. moved on. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. But they've left it They've left it for the mm-hmm. youth. It's, you know well, used. it's, it's well, well used. It's well used. It's well used with scooters and that, but the wee ones <laughs> as well, which I think is great, you know. The yeah. wee one used to be a cinema, didn't it? Back yes, it was a cinema. It opened in 1939 as a cinema and it was opened just at the beginning of the war. Um, and it was here. It was here opened for the Polish uh, prisoners of war and that, oh, and, right. and for entertainment for during the war. That's what it was open for. And it, uh, um, actually, they, they opened it, but they didn't have any seats. To be, they were open the next day, and the men came up for Birmingham. I found all this out on the, the thingy. The men came up for Birmingham, and they put all the seats into the cinema, and then they slept. Some of them slept overnight in here, and some of them went to me Paul's mum, and slept in her house uh, overnight. And they put all the seating in that, and they brought it off for Birmingham and put it all in, and that's how it opened. Because yeah. you, you have had some films here. Yeah, we have films. Um, as for Chris, Chris comes to St Andrews. He's autistic. Oh, yeah. and and he got left all these these actual projectors mm-hmm. from his uncle because that's what he's really interested in. He's twenty five now, Chris. And Chris has been coming here and showing the films, but you've got to be very careful because Chris doesn't like anybody going near him. Right. And it was really quite funny when I met him. He was sixteen, and I first met Chris, and he came to show the films. And he's very particular on where the cables go and health and safety and everything like that. But he never ever liked anybody near him. But I wanted him to come to the front of the stage so that he could be there to be a presence to say to what he was wanting to say. So um, as long as I was taking him to the front of the stage, fine. If anybody else was taking him to the front of the stage, it would go classic. So I would take him at the front, but I didn't take him. I'd just say, right, Chris, time to say your party piece. And he was fine. He stood there and I stood there. And then he would bring me towards him. Because he felt, but I had to wait till he brought me towards him, and then he would say, "This is what the film is. This is what the projector is. This is what the projector is, and this is what year the project." But he could tell you everything, and people were really interested. They went up and spoke to him after it about what projector he was showing the film on and what film he showed. So oh. what? And he got, he's Norwegian. Um, his oh. mum and dad are Norwegian, and he was born here, but they go back to Norway quite a bit. And his right. mum, he stays with his mum and dad, but he's moving into a house just shortly and uh, it's great oh it's fabulous it's fabulous but his mum and dad are lovely so we're we're hoping to get the films this year of course we can't do it Um, so next year but he's he's there Christian his name's Christian he gets called Chris but his name's Christian but he doesn't like 
Um, it all depends. If you get to call him Chris or Christian, he'll tell you. So is it like you, a mixture like quite modern films with classics? Oh, no, it's classics and everything. He does everything. Yeah. Um, he played, it was a 1939 silent movie that we yeah. showed. That was hilarious. I, everybody was laughing and giggling. Uh-huh. And, of course, Christian's gone, bet that's serious. I went, no. It can't be serious. Look at it, Chris. Come on. <laughs> and he'll go, oh, well, it's quite funny. I never thought that was funny. I went, well, look at it. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't get a joke. But you've got to remember that he's he's autistic. I live with him every day, Benji. But but do you know for his uncle to leave him all this? And that's what his life is. He does it all in nursing homes and everything. He goes around nursing homes and does it. But you've got to be, um, what's your cup, cup, cup? He's got to um, cup, cup, cup. He's got to, uh, he's got to do that type of thing, you know. So it's good. Is there anything you want to add about the uh, or? No, I think I've covered. I think I've covered yeah. everything I could cover. <laughs> uh, we deal with all the different groups that come in. Like we've got an an over fifty fives group. We've got what I say about the Rio is, and I've always said it. We go for cradle to grave. That's what we work with. Cradle to grave. We don't have anybody in between. Cradle to grave. White, black, yellow, pink, whatever, and mm-hmm. um, anything at all. We we don't. We, do, we look after everybody across the board, Brilliant. and that's what we're here for. Okay. Yep. Val would like to speak. Oh, sorry, Val. <laughs> no, just before we finish up, um, thanks for thanks for being here today. Well, obviously, thanks for letting us use your facilities. Mm-hmm. But on behalf of Walking Blether, we'd just like to say thank you for the support that you've given us oh, in, uh, in, uh, in our fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, we're primarily about men's mental health issues, mm-hmm. but we're a general mental health issue. Yeah, it doesn't, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, it just undies statistics say Aye. that men's mental health is pretty bad. It's pretty bad at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and it is more so bad at the moment. But we just want to thank the Rio for you know Definitely. doing this for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. supporting our charity, mm-hmm. um, and promoting us in the That's community great. in Newport as well. That's so brilliant. On the behalf of Walking Blether, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you, thank you for using it as well. And if you if you could give me your details, because um, that was the boy for the community council that was there. So if you give me your details, I'll get it to him and let him know that this is what we were doing. Because I said Fabulous. I was away to do the podcast, but it's good too because you can maybe get in for a grant because you you stay here anyway. You can maybe get for a grant for this this uh, sunrise thing. Yeah, you know? I stay here too. Yeah, and you Robert stay Street. here. Yeah, yeah you right. stay in Robert Street. Right. I didn't realise that you came and I found that. Out about a week ago. Really? Somebody said, I, I can see his garden from my kitchen yeah. window. It's fabulous. Spine on me, Betty. Spine on me. <laughs> he leaves I his washing that. out in the rain and everything. I don't know. Does he? Oh Does yes. he leave his washing out in the rain? Mm-hmm. See, I hate that. I hate that because it gets dirty. And it gets dirty. And, 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 uh, and it's stinking mm-hmm. in there. And you, you then put it on, mm-hmm. you can smell oh. the rain off them. Mm-hmm. Get a grab, you. It smells like a wet dog. Get Oh, thank you so much, Betsy. That's, that's, that's kind of me. And it's my birthday too. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah. happy birthday. Well, there you. you go, a rose for your birthday. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so God, much. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, well, I better let you get on. And anyway, thank thanks very much. Very much. And I better get on myself now. Yes. And what time yes. is it? What time? Oh, there's no clock. Oh, there is. Oh, my God. I'll hit go. I've got lunches to make. Okay? <laughs> See you later thank on. You. See you later, that was good time. And mind put your details down we to will. Georgina for me. Oh, okay. lovely. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Oh, look at Lucas's face. Well, 